0: The West Photo
1: Podcast. The West Photo Podcast. The West Photo Podcast. The West
0: Photo Podcast. The West Photo Podcast. Hello and welcome to the West Photo Podcast, hosted by the West Photo team. Me, Livia Smith, and the fabulous Anna Sophia John. West Photo is a photographic agency and picture library. We provide bespoke photographic printing, set up collaborative art projects, and offer editorial and design services. Throughout this series, we will be interviewing individuals from the visual arts, discussing their career and relationship with photography. For this episode, Anna and I went on a podcast mission through snowy London to interview Carlotta Cadana. Kadana is a portrait and documentary photographer whose work examines the issues of belonging and identity. Her ongoing series, The Red Road Project, tells the story of Native American communities and the relationship they have with the environment and their current social identity. Kadana's work has been featured in numerous exhibitions around the world and publications such as The Guardian Weekend, The New York Times Tea Magazine, Marie Claire, D Repubblica, Rolling Stone, Le Espresso and GQ. We had a great morning chatting in Carlotta's lovely studio and would like to thank her for being so generous with her time. We hope you enjoy the podcast.
2: if you had a later point in yeah. your life. Can you tell us a bit about how that all came about?
1: Well, I started fine arts first, and then theater and performing arts because I wanted to be a theater theatre director. And then while I was doing that, I changed my mind and decided I want to be a circus producer. So I did that for a few years. And then while I was doing that, I was taking a lot of pictures of the performers of the shows. And I was also running a music venue with some friends. Um, and I was just taking pictures all the time. and. One day I just realized this is actually what I enjoy doing the most, taking mm-hmm. pictures rather than, than everything else. And so I, um, I just went back to, um, to school and started studying photography in Milan. Um, I think I was 26, and uh, or oh, 24, something like that, my mid-20s anyways. And um, so yeah, I went to Milan and started studying photography, started assisting, um, started doing a lot of weddings and and took it from there basically. So, your education is very much more from a technical perspective, yeah, the school that I went to was just about how to shoot things, so it was uh most of the time we were in the studio and they were telling us how to photograph boxes of pasta or handbags with a large format camera. Mm. Um, it was all in film, so it was very it was very technical, but it was um it was very good so it was very different from from us. I think we had that discussion before of how schools here mm. tend to be more about um, the theory and more Mm -hmm. about getting an idea of what you want to do and and work on that. And that was um, the school that I went to was very hands-on.
2: And do you feel like it shaped kind of the direction you went into or did you always want to go into documentary photography?
1: No, I think I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I think it took me some time. I think I realized by the end of... um, my course that I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do fashion photography, Mm. uh, which in Milan was um, what everybody was doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I knew I loved to do portraits and I loved uh, documentary, but it's not like I had a clear idea, oh, I'm going to be a portrait photographer and documentary photographer. So it just kind of happened. I I finished the school, I was in Milan, I didn't want to stay there because I thought I Mm -hmm. could only be a fashion assistant and I had been doing that and I wasn't really enjoying it. And so I just decided to. Um, I went to Argentina where my brother was living at the time, and he was um, he was doing some work uh, for his thesis. So I said, "Okay, you will just do the interviews, and I'll do the pictures." And it just started there. And while I was there, I I, I realized that I was um, I was really enjoying it, so I decided to just stick to it. And I've always loved magazines. I've always read magazines. I think um, it was actually through magazines that I. Um, understood that photographers were not just people that did weddings because I'm, I'm from a small town so to me the professional the idea of the professional photographer was just somebody that does weddings and I do pictures mm-hmm. and it was the kind of photographer that I would see in my everyday life and then um one day I was like hold on uh, there's a bunch of photographers that take pictures for for magazines and this is kind of cool so um and that was I think when I was a teenager and so I started um taking a lot of pictures of my friends and And so I always uh, loved magazines, so um, that was something else I kind of knew I wanted to do, work with magazines. I find it very interesting that you kind of decided to only kind of
2: pursue your editorial work analog as well. I'm curious how the clients feel about that. Is it something that they really appreciate as part of your work and you think that's why you get a lot of your commissions? Or is it something that makes them
1: feel a bit more comfortable because of the tight budgets these days? Um, well, when I started working editorially, I was shooting digital, and that was in Mexico. Um, and I, Everything that I was doing was uh, was digital, and then I was just really unhappy. And when I moved back to London, I kind of decided to uh, throw everything away that I've done and just start uh, shooting film again and redo my portfolio, redo everything, start working on personal projects, and <clears throat> everything Until that, since then has been shot on a medium format. And so I think that gave my work a sort of look, mm-hmm. if you want, which I think is, is slightly different from um, from the majority of photography out there, first of all, because it's shot on film. So I am pretty certain that all the commissions that I get are um, because I shoot film. Not because I shoot film, but because my photography has a kind of a aesthetic to it, mm-hmm. and I think that commissioners like that. So they want that, and then, you know... When I ask for a bit of extra budget to shoot film, they're like, "Oh, no, no, there's no budget." Or, "Oh well, can you do it digitally?" I'm like, "Yeah, okay, but you know." But I'm tr- I try to do everything um, on film, even if it means um, not making any money, mm-hmm. because um, because it's my work, you know, it's my passion, it's my priority, it's what I want to do, and I don't see, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense to do it differently it's great that you have that attitude but i think for a lot of young people it's always this financial
2: struggle especially in london finding the right balance between putting your foot down and creating the work you want to make but then also not trying to kind of give in to all the financial needs that you have
1: i don't think that just applies to young photographers because i'm still like struggling financially you know mm. it's uh, i think it's a problem with with photography it's um you need to, I think, you know, to be a photographer, you need to um, to have a job that pays <laughs> you mm-hmm. being a photographer, in a way, you know. And, um, you know, you have to keep your overheads very low. And I'm, I'm quite lucky these days that I can, I do commissions that mm-hmm. are, um, that you, you don't see on my website, you don't see anywhere, you know, um, that are better paid, but... Um, I don't think you know. This is a, the problem with photography. I don't think it's a problem with uh, with young people. There is yeah. no um, the budgets are quite low, unless you're into commercial photography. But uh, let's not talk about that because I have no idea what that word is <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. I can just tell you about what it's like to um, to you know just work editorial yeah. and have little budgets. But I don't know. I don't know how that. I don't know how photography can be a sustainable profession. Uh, at least the kind of photography that I do. Um, hmm. But at the same time, I'm just I'm I'm happy the way it is because I wouldn't want to do anything else, you know. So there's times that I think it goes kind of goes in waves, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just quit and I'll just get a real job, whatever mm. that is. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, I can't really do it. I, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna be miserable. So yeah. I'm just like happy being skint, and but at least I'm happy and I just do yeah. what I want. Mm. Um, but you need to find a way to, especially when you're young and living in London, it's it's very hard because you need to find a way to make money.
2: I think through so this podcast we're discovering that everyone's kind of carefully curating the photographer. They want to be to the outside world, but there's so many things happening behind the scenes that especially students don't see or don't realise at that time because obviously you can be quite picky with how you, what projects you represent on your website or commissions or whatever. So I think that aspect of the industry isn't quite spoken about.
1: Yeah, I think there's uh, the idea of the photographer these days is quite romanticized, mm. and I I see it when I get emails from students, and um, and I, I just realize that they have this idea that it's like very very far from the truth, and that's why I think there's so many photography students, but maybe only like. 5-10% actually make it as a photographers. Yeah. because people have this idea of being a photographer but it's, it's like very far away from the truth there is this difference between how you portray yourself and what you really do for a living all my money, that com- it comes from photography so it, it's great but I know a lot of photographers that have to do other jobs it's the way the world is these days you know people want to buy an idea an image and uh, another thing about London is that you always have to look busy Mm. you know (laughs) you might be just in the studio doing nothing crying because you have no jobs and then you go out and you're like oh you've been busy oh of course you know I don't even know how I made it here but it's just it's all it's all fake Mm.
0: it's all fake it's all
1: about you know looking one way when Mm. when it's you know when it's not like that a lot of photographers, young
0: photographers, are encouraged to submit work and get their work out there. But a lot of the time, you know, it's one in a million. <laughs> you can't just have your big break and then you have a career set up forever. Would you say that submitting work is still really important? Do you think that's something that you would encourage? or do you I think, think it's the more most about- important
1: thing is to make the personal mm-hmm. work. It's kind of hard to make personal work when you don't have a deadline, when you don't have a, um, I don't want to say a purpose, but when you don't Mm -hmm. have... So in a way, competitions give you that purpose. But um, what is important is to make the personal work and get it out there. Mm -hmm. Competitions give you a way to get the work out there, because you show the work to uh, people that um, it would be maybe a bit hard to reach, like picture editors or curators or uh, commissioners, whomever, you know. So... It's good, but also I don't think that people need to be too fixated on it. I think yeah. I did enter a lot of competitions, and especially with my modern couple series, and I think it helped me a lot um, getting commissioned. But I think you know you also need to take it not too seriously. You know it doesn't matter if um, if you don't win, and because yeah. I think this is another thing about photography. I think um, there's a lot of rejection mm. going on to be a photographer you definitely need talent and an eye but you can cultivate that you can you can grow in that sense what you need to have is the strength to just you know just keep going when you're getting rejected yeah. all the time you know because this is this is how it is you know you're um, there will always be someone telling you that you're not good enough somebody that will not like your work and and it's having that determination of being like okay it doesn't matter i'll just keep I'll just keep yeah. going and it's a, it's a bit of a desperation as well because it's like yeah. well what else am I going to do and you know, I have to keep going in this direction so and I think that's another um it's what really makes a difference between photographers that make it and photographers that don't make it is that determination mixed with the desperation <laughs> i yeah. would say that that keeps you going because there's it's really hard you know and as a woman as well it's um it's even harder and i think you know you have to produce work and you have to find a way to make a living, and you have to be able to just be focused on what you want to do and who you are, despite what everybody else is saying, Yeah. which is another thing uh, where competition might confuse you, you know, you, people might start shooting for competitions and that's just, it's just not going to work, yeah. and I think it's most important to understand who you are and then build from there and just use photography to learn more about yourself and I think in that way your photography will be truer and more honest and then eventually hopefully more successful it will get out there and people will connect to it somehow.
0: Yeah I mean I definitely think you can use other people's work and use other people's teachings to craft your own photography and I think like with a lot of competitions when the brief is set and there's a certain aesthetic that's out there already with the branding and things like that. People try and meet that, and they probably get lost in a sort of aesthetic that isn't them, maybe, and an idea that isn't them.
1: Yeah. A bit but of I, ramble. No, 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 it totally makes sense. And I think at the beginning it's actually important to try experiment with different things. Um, I think when you're starting on it's very difficult to mm-hmm. have... To know what you want to do, you know, to know the way you want to shoot and to know the way you want your work to look. So I think at the beginning it might be quite useful to start shooting for other people or copying other people's styles mm-hmm. and just as a learning process. But then after that, you, it's, it's important to find your own way. Yeah, definitely. The only thing that will ever make you different from everybody else is yourself. And, uh, and so that's the only thing you can, you know, you, you have to foster and mm-hmm. hold on to. It's such a
0: personal thing creative work and,
1: mm. it's, and it's so close
0: to who you are and stuff you have to there's no use trying to imitate other people
2: so yeah do you think that there's such thing as being strategic with bringing out certain projects at
1: certain times because of course of certain circumstances within the industry yeah of course and i think for example if you do smaller projects um If you work on smaller stories, then it makes sense um, to think about what's going on in the world. For example, you know, there's going to be the Olympics in Japan, I think, 2020. And I'm probably going to Japan later in the year. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I've been thinking is, oh, actually, you know, I can do some stories and hopefully sell them in a year or so. And people will want to hear about Japan because there's something big happening there. And so people have to definitely consider... You know what's what's going on in the world and what people are interested in, and uh, so yeah, I think that's part of being you know a business mm-hmm. person. You have to think about these things. It's not just about you know doing your personal projects and develop your interests. I mean, if you can do that, great. But if also have, if you need to make a living out of it, then you have to think about these things. Yeah. So it's very important. It is, as you said, a business, and if
2: you want to make a living, you have to think of it. In that way as well.
1: Yeah, and that's a problem with a lot of creatives, you know, you, mm-hmm. they don't have that business side. Um, we're not really prepared in running a business, yeah. like schools mainly prepare you in developing your own vision or being very technical, but nobody really teaches about, how to run a business. So, and, and that is quite dangerous um, for, for your career, in, in terms that maybe your career can fail because you don't have the business skills to yeah. keep it going.
0: There is such a duty now for um, academics to actually really push that with students. We're lucky. We do have a module at Westminster where it's professional futures and we are encouraged to really think about these kind of things. But I think it is really dangerous when people have great work, but there's a complete lack of knowledge and branding yourself I say that very loosely and making a living off it um I do think that a lot of creators probably get swept
1: under the rug in that sense if I could go back I probably wouldn't study photography um I would definitely study something like business related I would probably be shit at it. I was always shit in school. I and mean, then, you know, if you sent me to study something business related, I would probably be really bad. But yeah. that's what you need. I think you should study something that it's more about how to run a business and then assist yeah. as much as possible.
0: No, yeah, it's really interesting you say that.
1: Yeah, I mean, all it's the books that you have beneficial. to read in, in uni, you can read them on your own. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's great yeah. to have the feedback and to have the network and... The people that you meet in school are the people that you know might eventually be uh, in your professional life and you might get commissions from them or you might they might be your uh you know uh, colleagues or whatever but I don't think you need to go to school to be a photographer Mm.
0: Um, yeah it's a lot easier these days I mean you've got it all online (laughs) pretty much and like you said you can assist I think it's knowing how to be proactive with it with it but um I mean, don't get me wrong, I think we've both benefited from studying at Westminster.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think also one thing I really appreciate about the course is that it is so theory heavy, like, despite the fact that when I was there, I stopped making work for a while because I just kind of was so occupied with thinking about it. Yeah. But I do, do feel like I got something from the course because I think if it was practice based, I would have gone into the industry thinking, well, I could have just assisted. Yeah. You know, at least I got that aspect but I do feel like in photography there could be a better network set up or something where you learn from each other because I mean at the end of the day a lot of my friends now are trying to figure out how to do taxes, how do I get an accountant, you know, these are all things that (laughs) ten of us are trying to figure out at the same time Mm. and we're trying to create a support network of helping each other how to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think photography is definitely a very, very lonely business. Mm-hmm. And you need to try to build those networks. Um, I've been trying, that was one of my New Year's resolutions, just like hanging out more with fellow photographers and discuss stuff. So mm-hmm. um, that's really important. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where schools are useful, because it kind of gives you that network definitely. of people yeah, that otherwise you wouldn't get. Mm-hmm. Like if you were just starting out um and that's i think that's another very important part of the business like the networking as much as you can hate it it's something that you have to do you know if you're just like a desperate introvert who just wants to stay at home and just working on stuff <laughs> then it's going to be even harder yeah you know? um, so you really it's need to make true. that effort of being out and meeting people and
0: mm-hmm. you said that if you could go back you could study business um, mm-hmm. as a subject how did you actually pick up those skills
1: Well, now that I think about it, I might actually uh, disagree with what I've just said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but I mean, the schools where you go and you start, like as you said, you know, you're just like, you were too busy thinking to produce work. You know, that's Mm -hmm. really, that gives you a really good, um, it prepares you for being an artist, let's say, because to be an artist, you need to be able to think. Mm -hmm. To be a commercial photographer, you need to have technical skills. I mean, you obviously need to be thinking, but you need to be less prepared on the on the theory of things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's uh, it's down to what you want to do. But I think schools should have a mixture, you know. It should be a mix of of skills. I see it with, with students that come here and do work experience. They're, like, totally unprepared on the technical side of things, you know. And I feel like I have to explain um, a lot of the technical skills. And that always surprised mm-hmm. me. Like, well, how do you not know how to do this you know yeah but But going back to your questions about where did I get the was that what how did I get my yeah how did you
0: pick those skills up
1: along the way well my my dad and my brothers are they all run their own business
0: Ah. and
1: um, it's completely different business from what I do but I think that it was really helpful to see them running their business and see the way they deal with clients and that's been really helpful I think and also, you know, I've done a lot of courses. There's um, programs for here in London for um, photographers that are um, not starting out, but for freelancers that don't have that are, you know, not mid career professionals, but people that have just started out. And um, there used to be one really good, which was sponsored by the European Union. Might not be happening no. anymore. <laughs> and they were just uh, giving you all these skills in, you yeah. know, how to do your accounts and how Amazing. to um run a business and and those kind of things and um but well, with regard to taxes and i mm-hmm. just started going to um hmrc webinars webmin webmin i can't even say it you know <laughs> yeah, those uh yeah those those little classes that they do and you know they're so boring that you want to shoot yourself in the foot but <laughs> you know at you the same time this. they're
2: pretty useful yeah
1: they're definitely useful but it's also about asking a lot of questions to yeah. um to people that uh they might have a bit more experience than you and just like take them out for coffee, lunch, dinner, drinks, whatever and just yeah, ask them questions. I'd like to ask you a few more questions
2: about kind of your documentary practice because I have a lot of friends who are very passionate about documentary photography, but they really struggle to find a balance between going off and shooting their own work and then also Financing that because I know you've been working on the red road project where you go off for months on end to the states Do you find that you found a healthy balance with doing that or
1: no? It's absolutely not viable economically Most of those trips that I've done were done by putting everything on a credit card and just worrying about it later uh, Which is not something that I recommend doing, but (laughs) it was the only way Mm -hmm. I I couldn't have done it There is no I couldn't find any funding so that was the only way to do it. Um, having said that, the second trip was paid by Marie Claire. We did get some money um, by doing talks in museums and schools, and especially in November, because it's Native American Heritage Month, and we get people that invite us there. It's just not enough, though, because if you're on the road for, say, a month, three weeks, you need a car, you need hotels, you're shooting film, you mm-hmm. need to develop all that, and you need to print, you do handprints, you know, it's just... So much money, it's just so much money, but in a way, I think you need to stop worrying about the money, even if the money is not there, because you only have one chance to do the work that you want to do and um, to make it like you want to do it. And if you start worrying about money, then it's not going to work. Like one of the trips that I did for the Redwood project was, most of it was a failure because I left and um, I didn't have any money and I was constantly worrying about money About, oh, I can't, you know, I have to, I can't shoot too much because I can't afford it. And then I came back and I was like, I don't have to, I don't have enough pictures, you know. And I, you know, I shouldn't have worried about that. And now I'm going to have to go back and reshoot those stories because I didn't shoot them when I was there because I was worrying about money. And so there is, I mean, you have to find your own way. I don't think there is a formula or a way. The way I do it is that I save as much as possible and then put everything on my credit card and slowly pay it back. Um, and then once you have the work then you might put it in you know place it into magazines or do some print sales and and then you put that money back i don't know i mean if you find out let me know
2: i i remember when i was in second year and I started on my work experience. I remember just really going to most people I was working with, and the first question I would ask is, so how do you make money? And everyone was like, well, okay, let's (laughs) get to know each other first, and then maybe we can sit down and be honest about this. But it it gave me a lot of confidence in the fact that, you know, everyone is kind of in it out of passion, and it's never going to be easy, but kind of, in a way, we're all in this together.
0: (laughs) If you aren't prepared to make those sacrifices, then maybe... It's yeah, right. route <laughs>
1: Exactly. I mean, that's that's what makes the difference between who makes it a photographer and who not. And yeah. like, how many yeah. sacrifices are you willing to make? Because there's a lot of sacrifices mm-hmm. that you need to make.
2: Yeah. Do you think that a photographer has to be in London?
1: Well, it depends on what you want to do. Okay. If you want to do documentary, it would be very stupid for you to be in London.
0: Mm.
1: I would say go to, you know, a country that is cheaper. Yeah. Where you can produce work, oh, I don't know. If you're interested in the Middle East, go live in the Middle East. Go live in Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, it really it worked for me at the beginning. I did a lot of weddings over, over the summer. I was shooting like up to three weddings every weekend. Wow. And um, I saved money, and then it wasn't a lot of money, mm-hmm. but that was enough money for me to live in Argentina six months without working. But if you want to be a commercial photographer, then you know you can't go live in. Hmm. in the countryside yeah i mean you could i suppose but it's just it's just hard and one last
2: question do you have any advice that you would give your younger self
1: (laughs) there would be a lot of advice (laughs) that i would give like personal advice but uh let's stick to professional advice um do more work like all the time that i was living in mexico i didn't do any personal projects because mm-hmm. I was just focused on being I want to be an editorial photographer mm-hmm. so yeah. I was just doing that but also I was living in Mexico and I lived there for pretty much three years and there were so many amazing stories and I mm-hmm. never did anything and now I'm like oh why didn't I do that you know <laughs> I had all these contacts all this stuff that I could have done and, and again just like listen to myself a bit more and to my instinct and yeah. and my gut rather than what other people say so definitely like yeah do more personal work and Experiment more and worry less. That's I like that. That sounds good.